0: Kel stood by the window in his low-ceilinged second-storey apartment and stared with a twinge of melancholy towards the distant mountains. Behind him, a fire crackled in the hearth, flames consuming pine, and a pan of thick vegetable broth bubbled on a cast-iron tripod. Kel lifted a stubby mug to his lips and sipped neat liquor with a sigh, feeling alcohol resin tease down his throat and into his belly, warming him through. He shivered despite the drink, and thought about snow and ice and the dead cold places of the mountains, the vast canyons, the high lonely ledges, the slopes leading to rocky falls and instant death. Chill memories pierced the winter of his soul, if not his flesh. Sometimes, thought Kel, he would never banish the ice of his past, and those dark days of hunting in the realm of the black pikes. Ice lay in his heart, trapped like a diamond. Outside, snow drifted on a gentle breeze, swirling down cobbled streets and dancing patterns into the air. From his vantage point, Kel could watch the market traders by the Selenau River, and to the right, make out the black brick hulks of huge tanneries, warehouses and the riverside slaughterhouses. Kel remembered with a shudder how Dregside stunk to heaven in high summer. That's why he'd got the place cheap. But now, now the claws of winter had closed, they kept the stench at bay. Kel shivered again, the vision of dancing snow, chilling old bones. He turned back to his soup and the fire and stirred the pan's contents before leaning forward, hand-thumping against the sturdy beam of the mantel. Outside, on the steps, he heard a clatter of boots, and swiftly placed his mug on a high shelf beside an ancient clock and beneath the terrifying butterfly blades of Ilana. Inside the clock, he could see tiny whirring clockwork components, so fine and intricate, a pinnacle of miniature engineering, The thick plank door shuddered open, and Nienna stood in silhouette, beaming, kicking snow from her boots. Hello, Grandpa. Nienna. He moved to her, and she hugged him. The snow in her long brown hair damping his grey beard. He took a step back, holding her at arm's length. My, you grow taller by the day, I swear. It's all that fine broth. She peered over his shoulder inquisitively. "'Keeps me fit and strong. "'What have you cooked today?' "'Come on. "'Take off your coat and you can have a bowl. "'It's vegetable. "'Beef is still too expensive after the cattle playing in the summer. "'Though I'm guaranteed a side in two or three weeks. "'From a friend of a friend, no?' "'He gave a broad wink. "'Removing her coat,' Nienna edged to the oak table and cocked one leg over the bench, straddling it. Kel placed a hand-carved wooden bowl before her, and she reached eagerly for the spoon as Kel sliced a loaf of black nut bread with a long, curved knife. It's good. Mine need some more salt. No, it's perfect. She spooned greedily, wolfing her broth with the eagerness of hunger. Well, said Kel sitting opposite his granddaughter, with a smile which split his wrinkled bearded face, making him appear younger than his sixty-two years. "'You shouldn't be so surprised. I am the best cook in Jalda.' "'Hmm. Maybe. But I think it could do with some beef,' said Nienna, pausing, spoon half raised as she affected a frown. Kell grinned. "'Ah!' But I'm just a poor old soldier. Couldn't possibly afford that. Poor? With a fortune stashed under the floor? said Nienna, head down, eyes looking up and glinting mischievously. That's what Mother says. Mother says you're a miser and a skinflint, and you hide money in a secret stash wrapped in your stinky socks under the boards. Kel gave a tight smile, some of his humour evaporating. Your mother always was one for compliments.